TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always. Always. Use your head. You are now listening to ChairShot Radio. Always use your head. Good Monday morning and welcome back to Chair Shot Radio. My name is PC Tunney. I have returned live and in your earballs. No Chair Shot Classic episodes today. I hope you're enjoying some of them. We try to go through and, and pick some old interesting interviews or milestone shows. A lot of great content that we've gotten built up over the years with all the great talent we have here on the Chair Shot Radio Network. You know you can find us on all your favorite streaming devices and, of course, at thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. If you're looking for a brand new t-shirt, a wrestling t-shirt, I don't know, just a smart-ass t-shirt, head on over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot. Pick yourself up a chair shot t-shirt. Make yourself look more aesthetically pleasing. Makes a great gift as well. I guarantee it. Folks, what a weekend. UFC... WWE WrestleMania Backlash, the NBA playoffs are set. I am going to run down my brief thoughts the morning after WrestleMania Backlash and and give you a little NBA playoff preview, or at least where you can find these play-in games this week. So follow me at ChairShot. uh, uh, Follow follow everything we do. I'm sorry. Happy Monday morning. Grab some coffee, folks. Follow everything we do at ChairShot Media. On the social media, you can check out all the great reviews, news, opinions, analysis, bunch of great writers over at thechairshot.com. AJ Belaz has his WrestleMania Backlash review up. Go check out his thoughts. And uh, yeah, let's do a quick break here before we get going on here. My name is PC Tunney, and good Monday morning. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Shout out to Kenny Killer right there. Make sure you're checking him out at DadCast. Uh, does some real great work. Just uh, going over some parenting stuff there for everybody with little ones. And uh, got to get him back on, get his wrestling thoughts. Uh, one of the great wrestling podcasters that I've had a pleasure to work with. Kenny Killer across the pond over there. So let's get into WrestleMania Backlash. Had a really nice preview with Big Dave, Chris Platt coming on DWI. Had a good time with some trivia. Go back and check that out if you'd like. Saturday morning, we put up a classic chair shot episode, DWI 100, uh, from a few years ago. And there's a lot of big guests. There's 11 guests on that show. So it'd be something to pick and choose through. A couple indie wrestlers, uh, Beer City Bruiser from Ring of Honor. And then a lot of the personalities from the chair shot. So that's pretty cool to check out. But for today, WrestleMania Backlash. Let's get right into it. Rhea Ripley takes out Asuka, defends the title. Charlotte Flair nowhere in sight. Before I get into these matches here, and we get into this one in particular, which I thought was pretty decent, it's been announced that the next pay-per-view will be Hell in a Cell, which leads me to believe that Here's the guessing game, right? As you think about the pay-per-view last night and you think about what's going to happen moving forward, what matches deserve to be in that Hell in a Cell? Are we going to get two? Are we going to get one? Right? What's going to happen there? I'd like to see just one. 
And we'll get into that as I keep going here. Does this the match for it? Maybe. We're probably going to get Rhea and Charlotte next. Okay? So you could easily, I could easily see them doing it, giving Rhea a little bit more of a boost. I am not big on what she's been doing. I don't think she's been that great, in my opinion. But I know there's a lot of fans of hers that think she's doing a great job. She hasn't been horrible. I thought this was a pretty decent match. I think you could have booked Asuka out here a little bit better, but, you know... That's me and me and Drax have that in common about this storyline, but I think it might be time for Charlotte to step back in, take a hold of this title over the summer here, and carry it to maybe SummerSlam against the bigger opponent coming back. Survivor Series, hard to tell. Maybe all the way to WrestleMania. I I, I like the long-term booking on the men's side. Maybe not so much with this Raw Women's title. I just I just am I'm just kind of over Rhea, and I'm not going to apologize for it. I understand she's a good talent. I'm just not buying into it as of yet. And I hope that changes for me because she's got a good look and I know she can work. So we'll see what happens. Pretty decent match between between them. AJ's got it rated pretty decent. I, I would agree with him. He's, he's got three stars. I, I say that's pretty close to that. So next up, we got the tag team titles changing hands. Now I've talked about this. I'm not going to get into this at length this morning because I've said it already a million times. What a wasted opportunity to not have this happen at WrestleMania. I think it could have been one of the biggest WrestleMania moments you've ever had. But that being said, congratulations to the Mysterios. I'm really glad that it happened. I think Dominic's got a bright future. The kid's only going to continue to get better in all aspects, physically, mentally, in the ring. He, he, he's got it, he, and, and you're going to be seeing it for a while. And so let's just hope he stays healthy and continues to kick some butt. Interested to see what they're going to do moving forward. I, I do hope they run it back with Dolph and, and, and Bobby Roode. I do like them as a tag team. We'll see how long they stick together now, right? The Lumberjack match between The Miz and Damian Priest. All right, I'm not even talking about this. They could have just had a match. That's the end of that story. Bailey and Bianca, uh, Bailey and Bianca Belair. I, you know, it's weird because much like Rhea, I, I just haven't been buying or uh, buying in on, on what Bianca's been doing either. Um, I appreciated the match. I thought they'd had a really solid match, and I, I always enjoy Bailey. Uh, Bailey does a great job. I think Bailey's one of the most underrated wrestlers in the world. Like, I know people give her her props, but I don't think you understand, like, actually how freaking good Bailey is in all aspects of the game, right? We talk about those different tools, you know? You talk about, think about the Total Package series right now uh, on the ChairShot uh, Radio Network. Ray Cash, Outsider Carl, running down and, and giving you, you know, metrics on how to grade these. You think about like a five-tool player in baseball. Ray has a great analogy with that. You know, you, you, you measure it out in ring, charisma, connection with the crowd, you know, ability to control your persona, things of that nature, right? So I... I I know it's early for them being champions, Bria and Bianca, and I'm and I'm hoping I'm seeing it get better. I just right now I'm just not all in on them. I'm not giving up. I'm not sour necessarily. I'm a little higher on Bianca than I am Rhea, and and you could probably understand that. But another solid match, another good job of Bianca building here. So we'll see what's next for her. The match of the night, as far as I'm concerned, was the three big boys. I thought they executed this triple threat wonderfully you know i think austin was on drew and a on peacock uh drew mcintyre's interview show he had steve austin on ahead of this 
And even Austin was like, you know, I never really liked triple threats. It's 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 a little bit tougher dynamic, but I thought these guys knocked it out of the park. And a lot of what uh, you heard during the week on Chairshot Radio Network from a number of different people said Braun was here to eat the pin. And sure enough, if he didn't eat the pin, here's another spot. Do we get Lashley and McIntyre again one-on-one? McIntyre, I want my one-on-one match, right? Is that going to Hell in a Cell? I could see that happening in addition. So... For me, if they're going to do two Hell in a Cells, I'd like it to see, you know, Lashley and McIntyre and Rhea and and Charlotte. If they're just going to do one, I'd love to see it be Rhea and Charlotte. That's just me. I'm a big Charlotte fan, and maybe that catapults Rhea and has a great match, great moment up on the main roster there. The main event, and, and what a cool, interesting way to end the show, in my opinion. Seth Rollins coming out and facing off with Roman. Let, let's get into the match, though. The match was very good. Like, Cesaro and Roman Reigns told an unbelievable story. It's always a benefit of the people in the ring to have Paul Heyman at ringside during your match. He adds so much without taking anything away. Pat McAfee has gotten better and better on commentary. Adnan Verk, looks like he's around to stay, huh? Somebody had that pegged when it kicked off. That'd be this guy. But I, I like they're both growing. They're both getting better. And I think what they have now on commentary is better than what they did. I thought they did a good job of mixing things up. McAfee and Cole, I really like it. Saxton, Graves, and Verk are starting to gel as well. Uh, the match, yes, Roman, Cesaro, wonderful match. Roman continues to be the rest, best wrestler overall in the world right now. The dynamic that he's created and the depth of his storylines with his family. Jay comes out at the end, you know puts the necklace around him and crowns him, goes after Cesaro. Rollins comes out, dripped out again, another awesome suit, really digging that gimmick right now. Him and Roman kind of face off, and it ends up with Rollins smiling, you know, and just like that smile I can see Seth being like, I know who you really are, and we both know that I was the one in charge when we were on top of the world. So we got to be building towards Roman and Seth. SummerSlam, WrestleMania, what, you got that in the bag, right? And it's going to be awesome. The only difficult thing about it is how do you, if you're going to keep Roman heel all the way till 39 against The Rock, how do you get the fans to not cheer Roman against Seth? You turn Seth face when Becky comes back, That that's a pretty good possibility, right? So I'm here for it. I thought it was excellent. I did not the only way I wouldn't would want to see something different. I thought you might see Jimmy come out there after Jay did. I'm really can't wait to see that storyline because that would have been interesting if Jimmy and Jay had a Hell in a Cell match. If Jimmy wins, Jay has to leave Roman and be a tag team with Jimmy. And if Jay wins, Jimmy has to join the Bloodline. He has to be there. He has to be Roman's other right hand man. I thought that would have been a cool storyline for a Hell in a Cell match. Maybe we still get that. You never know. But the depth of how they're telling the Roman Reigns story right now is the best storyline in the world, in my opinion. And he is the best wrestler in the world, in my opinion. Am I biased as a WWE guy? 100%. But do I give credit to, acknowledge, and enjoy a plethora of other federations all around the world? 100%. Right? It's why I love doing Pot is War with Chris and Andrew. Those guys, they follow so much wrestling. Uh, Chris... uh, a lot of stuff nationally and Andrew, a lot of stuff internationally. And it's great to get those perspectives. It's great to get that kind of thing wherever you're going, right? We had some great conversations on bandwagon nerds yesterday. You're going to get that this afternoon. Chris Platt, Ray Cash, myself, Dave Ungar, Patrick O'Dowd was, was on assignment this week, but we had a good time. Great conversations. Should there be a black Superman? 
and then we ran down our top 10 superhero heroes in the movies all time. Important conversation and then really cool uh, uh, four lists we had there on the Superhero Hero Project. Check that out, Bandwagon Nerds, this afternoon. All right, that's it for me and wrestling. When I come back, I want to just give you some information on what's going on in the NBA playoffs. We're going to be talking about WrestleMania Backlash and the march here on Hell in a Cell all week. Make sure you're checking out Babyface Heel, Outsider's Edge, DWI, Pot is War, everything else. I'm probably missing a whole bunch more. Chairshot Radio Network, we got you covered all week. All right, folks, we'll be right back. Some NBA talk from your commissioner. My name is PC Tunney. You're listening to Chairshot Radio on the Chairshot Radio Network, a part of the Chairshot.com. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Welcome on back to ChairShot Radio. Head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash TheChairShot. Pick yourself up a ChairShot t-shirt. Why not? Just open up the browser. Pick a shirt. There's a bunch of cool ones. I'd get it in soft style. Be nice and soft on your body. You'll be looking good. Chair shot t-shirt. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Make it happen. Little NBA talk here. Hopefully we get three-man weave back this week. I'm sure the boys are itching to talk about the playoffs coming up here. Let's start in the east. The Sixers end up with that one seed. Nets are the two. Bucks are the three. Knicks are the four. Those four teams, first round home playoff series. Knicks-Hawks, I think, is going to be really interesting. I think that could go either way. I think you got two really, really good players on each team in Trey Young and Julius Randle, both having phenomenal seasons, both the leaders on their teams, both very good supporting casts and solid head coaches behind them. I just give the nod to the home team here in the series and what the Knicks have been doing. Julius Randle, man, most improved player, definitely going to be winning that award this year. Spread it on out here to the three and the six. Bucks Heat rematch, right? The Bucks did not run from having to play the Heat. They they could have, you know, kind of tanked a game against there at the end. But we're going to see that rematch. I think it's going to be a little bit different series this year. I think the tinkering that the Bucks did during the regular season to add a little bit different looks on defense and offense and being able to work a little bit better with the bench, adding Tucker and Teague. Bryn Forbes really coming on. You got Connaughton and Portis. It's a solid second five to integrate into your starting lineup here as we move into the playoffs. So I, I like the Bucks and a little bit different story in that series. Before we get to the matchups on the one and two seeds, we got to talk about the play-in on the eastern side. Celtics ended up with the seventh seed. Wizards eight. Big Dave's Wizards end up at the eighth seed. Pacers the 9 and the Hornets are the 10. So what you're going to see here is the 7 and 8 will play each other one game. The winner of that game will become the 7th seed. They'll be locked in, 7th seed. The loser of that game will play whoever wins between the 9 and 10 seed. Then the loser of the 7-8 and the winner of the 9-10 will play and the winner of that will become the 8th seed. If you need to hit the rewind button, that probably took me about 15, now about 30 seconds since I started. Just hit it again and it'll make more sense. Listen to it again. <laughs> what do I see happening here? Celtics, Wizards. I don't know. The Wizards are pretty, pretty darn hot, playing really well. Bradley Beal can be effective, healthy. I think the Celtics have kind of been floundering here. Honestly, I'd see the Wizards winning in Boston and then Boston having to probably play Indiana. 
I would I would take Indiana winning at home against Charlotte, and then I got Boston winning against Indiana. That would be my prediction as of right now. I think you're going to just see the Celtics and Wizards flip-flop there. I don't think either of them have a chance against the Sixers or the Nets. I think that's going to be pretty chalk, honestly, in the Eastern Conference. I think you're going to see the one through four seeds in the second round of the Eastern Conference playoffs there. Let's head it on over to the west side. Let's run it down for you. The Jazz do hold on to that number one seed. Suns lock it in at number two. So we will come back to them. Nuggets end up at the three. They're going to take on the Trailblazers. I think the Nuggets should pull out this series, but never doubt Damian Lillard. The guy can take over at a moment's notice. But Nikola Jokic, to me, is your MVP. Platt was right. He's been saying it for a while. He's one of three guys to lead their team in points, rebounds, and assists. Julius Randle we talked about already. Giannis is one of those guys, and Jokic. Jokic has played pretty much every single game. Jamal Murray goes out, and he still gets this team to a three seed. That's pretty freaking impressive. On top of go ahead and look at his stats. Yeah, you know, I already told you he leads his team in the three major categories. So I would take the Nuggets with the home court and the MVP. Clippers-Mavs, that's going to be the 4-5 matchup. I think the Clippers probably win this. Maybe the Mavs uh, win. I, they could sweep them is what I'm kind of looking at here. Maybe the Mavs win one game. I don't know. I'm just not a big believer in the Mavs being too unbelievably consistent. I know Luka's solid, but sometimes he does not shoot the ball at a great clip consistently, and I like the Clippers to step up here. Let's move on down to the play-in. Yes, LeBron James and his L.A. Lakers are in the play-in. Sorry, Bronny. Sorry, buddy. Maybe you should have uh, read the rules before you got all pouty when you figured out that you're going to be down in here and ask for somebody to be fired. I get it. I think it's stupid, too, though. <laughs> but it makes for more television. It makes for an interesting, more interesting end of the season, much like the additional playoff team in the NFL. So, Lakers 7th seed. They'll be hosting the Warriors. The winner of that game will be the 7th seed. I don't see the Lakers losing this game. It looks like all their guns are back. I know LeBron tweaked his ankle last night. I think he's going to be fine. Schroeder's back. Once they get Harrell and, and Morris back off the bench as well, they're just a deeper, better team. Look for them to really thrive on some early defensive efforts. Steph Curry's been amazing, though. Don't be surprised. But I just don't think the Warriors have to beat what it takes to beat the Lakers in this single game. 9-10, you got the Grizzlies hosting the Spurs. Ja Morant, that guy can fly. He is so talented. Like, he is an excellent point guard as well, excellent passer. You just look for him to continue to grow. I think they'll beat the Spurs. I think they're hungrier. I know the Spurs have a great coach. They have a very decent lineup. DeMar DeRozan has had an excellent year. I got the Grizzlies going on, going to Golden State. Man, flip a coin. I guess I'll stick with Steph. I would love to see John and the Grizzlies get into the playoffs, though. But for me, I think the Lakers stay seven, Warriors eight. That means we get Lakers-Suns. I'm sorry, Phoenix fans. I understand you had a great year. Chris Paul should be in the top three in the MVP voting, in my opinion, man. But I got the Lakers probably winning in six here and becoming the two seed, basically. I like the Jazz. Jazz against whoever ends up being the eight seed. Unless it's the Lakers, then the Jazz are in trouble, right? It, it, it really, the, the team that it sucks the most for that the Lakers end up at the at the seven seed and not in the top three and had these injuries isn't the Lakers. It's the Suns or the Jazz, whoever have to play them in the first round. Because you win 50-plus games in a short, in a shortened season, and now you end up with LeBron in the first round. What a load of shit, hey? <laughs> Honestly, I, I think I'm still going to go with Lakers and Clippers, the series we wanted last year and never got as a, as a Western Conference Finals. And then in the Eastern Conference Finals, 
I'll go with Sixers and Nets. If the Nets can't stay healthy, I don't know. I just don't have belief in Budenholzer and the Bucks. So there's your NBA playoffs. That's what's happening on that side of it. Let me just give you when you can watch these games. The Eastern Conference play-in games are on Tuesday night on TNT. Both of them back-to-back starting at 5.30 Eastern. The Western Conference play-in games are on Wednesday night, both on ESPN, starting at 6.30 Eastern. And then I believe you will have those secondary play-in games on Thursday and Friday, respectively. And the first round will begin Saturday. So... NHL is going on. Continue to listen to Chair Shot Radio on Sundays. I, I jumped in with Big Dave for a little playoff preview redux. Patrick will be back next week. I'm sure they'll be catching you up on everything in the first round there. So appreciate you all tuning in. Hope you uh, have a great Monday. Enjoy the rest of your week. My name is PC Tunney. You can follow me at PC Tunney. Continue to listen to everything on Chair Shot Radio Network. We really appreciate you guys' listenership. And uh, yeah, you know, chairshot.com. Always use your head. Have a great week. The chairshot.com. Always use your head.